Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> Lisa. This is Under the Bleachers. We're two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. This week, the pilot for Never Have I Ever, uh, a Netflix teen show. But first, Jane, I sent you a photo on Facebook Messenger that I would like you to recount for the listeners what is happening and um, identify whether these people are Gen Z. Oh my god. I'm gonna show our guest while you're this looking at hard. it. This is hard. Okay, so first of all, this looks like a photo that you would see on Twitter. And I kind of think, have you put this on Twitter yet? Yeah. Oh shit, okay, sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, is it viral? Has it gone no, viral? No, because, because I'm unlocked. I'm just oh, gonna show the original. Alright, missed opportunity. Basically, we have what appears to be a busy New York City corner outside of Perhaps a bodega, perhaps a uh, restaurant of some sort. There is a clearly Mormon (laughs) young man in Mormon regalia, including um, a messenger bag and keys hanging off his belt loop. Yeah. He is fist bumping a model-esque woman who is wearing the most (laughs) cropped top one could imagine. And then not only low-rise jeans, but they're folded over to reveal, like, the (laughs) longest swath of torso. Like, you could land an airplane on her stomach. And she also has, I think, two pieces of jewelry around her stomach. Yeah, that's true. They are necklaces as belts. Um, I didn't catch that her jeans were also folded down, and I think that... (laughs) That was a great detail for you to catch. Do we think they are... Um... Okay, so this is what happened to me. I was walking home from getting a cookie <laughs> and in the middle of the workday, and I saw a Mormon and this woman talking at the corner, and I was like, wow, I wonder if they are friends, and their vibe did not seem like that. And then as an awkward goodbye, I saw them... I saw him reach out his hand for a fist bump, and I was like, oh my god. And without stopping walking, I took a picture because I knew it was going to be a beautiful moment. It's um, art. I don't I don't know what they are talking about, but I wish both of them well. I think that he was talking to her about Mormonism <laughs> and she was not interested. Okay. Because she seems take. like she seems like someone who would like to convert. Yeah, if you know what I mean. But also as for <laughs> if they're Gen Z, I think he appears to be Gen Z and she appears to be cusp. Okay, that's that's a good okay, that's a good Mm, that's a good that's an interesting assessment okay i think what we should do is introduce our guest and we can see if an expert might be able to weigh in okay perfect okay here we go (laughs) karishma is a motherfucking city girl a professional gossiper aspiring divorcee and host of nyu radio show rose colored glasses she analyzes and praises your favorite traditionally feminine media under a socialist lens Known for being a public girl boss appreciator and Mindy Kaling apologist, <laughs> she is here to make the affectionate case for Never Have I Ever. Hi, Hello. Krishma. Hello. <laughs> what an intro. That you wrote. That you, I wrote, you wrote the so intro. flawlessly, by the way. Crazy book um, <laughs> deals coming my way, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully. because of this podcast. Because of this podcast. Um... I would like to say, so this 
picture, I've actually had a really similar interaction what? to this picture. Like, I was wearing not a similar outfit, but a similarly provocative outfit okay. in that, like, I was wearing a cleavagey dress, kind of tw- tight-fitting, heels and everything, gaudy jewelry, costume jewelry up, and... <laughs> Like, two Mormons come up to me <laughs> and are like, do you want to go to church with me? And I was like, what? I was like, oh my god, are you hitting on me? No, I'm yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. I, but I was like, so I think this is like a new, like, because this happened <laughs> to me, like, oh, recently over the summer. And so I feel like this might be a new strategy that they're doing. Oh, shit. Of yeah. just like converting the hose of the nyc streets <laughs> approaching um, fallen women approaching fallen women broken women if you must <laughs> um <laughs> ungodly women yeah and just this... being like yo babe come to church with yeah me. if this is recent then i agree with you it's definitely like a like instructed campaign i think yeah which is really funny because it's yeah, actually yeah. happened to me multiple times. <laughs> oh my god. NYC so, Mormons, wait in. Yeah, I know. Yo, NYC Mormons hit us. I would up. also like to know like the contact rates for that kind of ask, yeah. like to make that ask. To make that hard ask. Um, okay. So <laughs> Krishva, we like to ask all our guests on the show, and for the listeners, this is our first true Gen Z slash zoomer on the show. We like to ask all our guests on the show, and you can you can say what you felt in high school. Um, what type of teen were you during that time? Are you a teenager? No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm still very young, though. I'm still <laughs> very young and demure. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but I was... Oh, my God. I was very tumblr teen well i was a tumblr girl in middle school i'd say but in like a lana del rey i was obsessed with red lipstick but also had like braces and a huge overbite and glasses so i was a tumblr teen in theory in practice i was a muscle tee wearing nerd. A muscle tee wearing Muscle nerd. tees okay. were very in, I feel like, when I was, like, 13. There was, like, this one Forever 21, like, muscle tee that had the Icy logo, okay, logo okay, on okay, it okay. and was, like, mint green. The hoes loved mint <laughs> green back then. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was, like, a choir nerd, too. Like, I did... It, when that you, was minimal. When you say me. the hose, like you mean yourself. I mean friends. no, but okay, no, okay. I think the hose, I mean everybody was obsessed with mint green, I feel like from oh, okay. 2014 yeah. to like 20. <laughs> like I feel like I remember so many like Pinterest weddings that involved mint green. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't do that. I don't have that relationship to mint green. <laughs> I don't like pistachio ice cream, so like I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I don't like mint green. Ice what about um, mint ice cream? Or another yeah, mint famously oh, mint green wait. ice cream. <laughs> wait, yeah, no, I don't. That's what I meant, like mint okay. chocolate chip and stuff. Wait, I totally mix those up. Um, Krishma, where did you grow up? I grew up in Cupertino, California. 
Um, Krishma was once really uh, insulted because I asked her if she grew up in New Jersey. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, don't get me fucking started. Why were you Janice <laughs> from were you New Jersey? Offended? <laughs> okay, because like I I hate New Jersey Indians. <laughs> I for listeners, oh. I'm Indian. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, I'm not she's just a, a huge racist. racist. <laughs> it's okay to hate your own kind. We we've established no, it's specifically that. New Jersey Indians though. <laughs> tell like, me about I, them. I tell you about them. <laughs> um, so I went to like Drexel for a little bit, and Drexel, though it's in Philadelphia, was truly home to the it's New, New Jersey, Jersey yeah. Brown Town Indians. And these kids are very much so, like, I just, I can't even, like, gold chain wearing, <laughs> nav listening. Oh, God. I, like, I actually get frustrated thinking about this because I lived with some my, like, freshman year of college. But, like, and they all joined these, like, collegiate Bollywood dan te- dance teams. Sure. Which mm-hmm. are so competitive. And also, like, so, like, Loki colorist. And, like, they oh, yeah, hate, yeah. sure. And they hate, like, South Indians. It's, like, really insane. Oh, that's the other thing. All New Jersey Indians, for the most part, with a few exceptions, <laughs> are, like, like good Jews, which are like notoriously extremely Islamophobic. Oh my god, <laughs> I thought you said good Jews. <laughs> Sorry, classic. No, I <laughs> shout out to good Jews. Um, but <laughs> yo, shout out to my good yeah, Jews Jane, you listening to the pod. Um, <laughs> no, good Jews are like people that are from Gujarat, which is oh. a state in India. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe you didn't fucking know that. That's really cringe. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I hate New Jersey Indians. But also, who am I to say anything? Because I'm a Bay Area Indian, which is yeah, likewise say... a curse on Indian kind. Um, <laughs> so is this like a... Are there factions? Like, would you yes. say it's Bay Area versus New Jersey? Or that's just like a personal vendetta? I don't think it's a... I don't think it's like factions for other people. Yeah, yeah. But for me, it is. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you feel like um, now that you're a city girl in New York, other people feel similarly to you? Or wait, I guess what? my my question is like, do people think you're a Bay Area? Like, do you think people recognize that you're from? Do California? people hate you? <laughs> do people hate? No. You? Do people like? Yes. Do people recognize that you are a Bay Area Indian girl? Um, it depends. People will sometimes like clock that I'm from California, but they won't usually say the Bay. Because so they think you're from, like... They just, like, don't... They can't pinpoint... I mean, somebody, somebody thought I was from, like, Boston. Oh, no. Somebody thought I was from... I've gotten New Jersey a couple times. I've gotten North Carolina, like... North I don't Carolina. Know. There's there's like this one city in North Carolina where there are a lot of Indians. Oh, okay, okay, Carrie, okay. Shout out to Carrie, North shout Carolina. Shout out to Carrie, North Carolina. Uh, shout out to my you know You Carrie, know who North is Carolina. um from Boston? Is oh. Mindy Kaling. Oh, yes. I totally forgot. Queen. <laughs> Icon. Okay. Um, let's talk about your relationship to Mindy Kaling. Mm. 
yes, long-term relationship, <laughs> some may call it. Okay. I, so I was exposed to Mindy Kaling through The Office, and that was, like, the start of her career, so it makes sense. Um, but I kind of fell in love with her character because she's so insane. She really is the, just like a, a compulsive liar <laughs> and... <laughs> It's, and, she, like, just given that she wrote so much for her character on yeah, The yeah. Office, it's just, like, amazing because I think her humor... I mean, I think we now watch it and are like, wow, her character is so funny. But I feel like... I feel like I have a... Or just generally, many people don't have as great of an appreciation for her humor. Okay, okay. Just because I feel like a lot of people take it as, oh, we should see her writing and her characters as like oh her character thinks that she is funny but I think what's funny about it is that her characters are always like completely serious about what they're saying yeah, and they're like like insane. they'll say shit like yeah. oh I'm gonna fake pregnancy for you to be <laughs> with me and like she's like dead like yeah this is what i'm going to do to keep a man cuz this is just survival instincts right now kicking in and it's like funny because she's like yeah bars like <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know <laughs> like it's not funny because she thinks she's that girl and that's why i think like the mindy show or the the mindy, mindy project, project so misunderstood it's it's trash in some seasons yeah, i will admit but it had so much promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The early seasons are pretty good. Jane, what is what is your what is your relationship with Mindy Kaling? I feel very similarly. I'm a really big fan of hers. I love her books slash yes. book. Yeah. I don't know how her many books she has. Are so good. But I've I think I've read all of them if there are multiple. She really makes me LOL. Um I'm wondering if what you're describing I love a girl that makes me lol. <laughs> I'm wondering if what you're describing is just like sexism is like people being yeah, like no it definitely is. and maybe racism like they're just watching her do something funny and being like she can't possibly like get it but like everything mm. she does is so intentional and yeah um I guess I would say some people are turning their back on her because she's so wealthy and like a little <laughs> out of touch now mm-hmm. uh, which is fine like that's ha- that happens and also, she talks about in her book how she do you know the scene in the office when Kevin brings in the big thing of chili and he drops it? Yeah. <laughs> she didn't want that to be in the show. So I always will hold that against her. <laughs> <laughs> when I see her, it's on site. <laughs> because she didn't want that in the office. <laughs> um, Krishna, when did you first watch Never Have I Ever? I watched it when it, when came, it came out, out okay. in twenty twenty. Because like I'm Indian and like how old were you? Wait, how, what year is it? <laughs> I was five years old. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Wait, it it's a 2020 show? I thought it was like pre-pandemic. No, it came okay, out. Okay, it came out during pandemic. pandemic. Okay, interesting, sure. interesting. Well, the pandemic has been forever. Yeah, now, it, yeah. Yeah, now it's always the pandemic. But Issa, but yeah. do you like Mindy Kaling? She is a Dartmouth gal. Oh, sorry. Yes, I do. I, I watched a bunch of Mindy Project and then also, yes, I had a lot of people who, I had a lot of people in my life who are like aware that she was a Dartmouth grad and like um they wanted, a lot of people wanted her to be our commencement speaker and it, it, she was not. But, um, and, and she kind of like, te- I think she like teased that she maybe was going to accept and then she didn't, I think was the story, which is fine. Whatever. That's I don't, so funny. I don't hold that against her. I would also do that. I would do it every year. <laughs> like, 
um i think she now has like um an honorary masters from them too i don't know whatever um but she she has like little mini like dartmouth references in her shows occasionally and then now of course like sex lives of college girls like a lot of it is based on her experiences in college so like apparently there's some inside jokes there i haven't actually watched it um (gasps) wait no i know you haven't watched this yet i know i will i will i will yeah yeah, i really like it um i I was too busy watching never have i ever (laughs) no i um so yes i like her i think i don't have as um strong uh i didn't i never rewatched any of the office so, like, I kind of, like, blew through The Office and, like, just didn't, like, rewatch it the way some other people did in my life. And so, like, I don't have, like, a very strong relationship with her character there. And I feel like I just watched more Mindy Project um, and really liked it. Um, Same, honestly. Yeah. I just, like, I don't know. I I'm not a re- comedy rewatcher also, I think. Oh, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't enjoy laughing, actually. <laughs> okay. Um, um, but I, I also watched Never Have I Ever when I came out and I think it was the, I mean, I guess now I'm realizing it's because it was, it was in pandemic, but I think I just like that the episodes are short is the thing. <laughs> yeah. Jane, how about you? Well, I tried to watch it and I immediately got annoyed and I stopped watching <laughs> it. So I watched like six minutes of it when oh, I, around episode. when I came out. Yeah. Were you sad that we picked this show? No, not at all. I think it's a show that deserved another another chance. So I'm glad that I was in forced against my will to watch all of it. <laughs> okay, all the um, first step. Okay, so I mean, I feel like you guys have reviewed much worse. <laughs> yes, so, absolutely. I, I feel like you'll survive this one. <laughs> so I also I also didn't realize that I actually didn't know that Mindy Kaling was from Boston until I like looked up this show and like the show is based in California, so it's about. California Indians and not no, about so Boston. <laughs> Shout out, representation yeah. matters. It's from like it's like roughly based in like San Fernando Valley, I think, is what she says. Um, and um, it has breakout star. Um, I can't remember her first name. She's she's like truly a teen. The the girl that plays. I thought she was Davey. my age. Um, well, she's. I think one or two years younger than you. So You're when the lying. show started, she was like I don't sixteen. You. No, no, no. I remember. <laughs> I got mad, or I got, I got the ick, as uh, you might say, because the boy the is ten years older. Is ten years uh, older. Yeah. We're the and same so person. Is, she is born in the age. same year as me. I just <laughs> checked. No, she's, no. She's born in two thousand one. No. My tree. No, I'm born no. in two thousand one. Is her first name Ramakrishnan. Uh, um, she's Canadian. She was picked out of like a widespread casting call which is super cool so she like she hadn't this is like her acting debut she like made her audition tape at home and then like had never acted professionally and like answered the casting call and was like one of the people like picked out of can i say fun fact okay so good good. my sister's (laughs) ex-boyfriend um he was like a he he was insane classic ex-boyfriend but like <laughs> um he was like obsessed with me and like being artistic and so he sent me the casting call for never have i ever <laughs> and he was like krishma you have to send a tape but i never did but you know that could have what been did you me. have to send do you remember I don't remember. I could literally pull. I could literally pull up the Facebook messenger. She um she was gonna go to school in Toronto and then um deferred her acceptance, but also declared that her major was going to be human rights and equity studies. (laughs) Same. 
Yeah. The classic human rights and equity studies to Hollywood pipeline. <laughs> um, I don't know if you knew that, Jane. I I didn't know that, like, but it tracks. Okay, that she was like, okay. Why do you say okay. that? Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, um, do you know anything about um the guy who plays Paxton? He's Darren mixed race. Okay. And all right. He's hot. He's That's a hot Asian. The rise of the hot Asian is also something that this show can chart. Yes. He is yes. from he's from Florida, I think. Um and for a while he worked at Soul Cycle. He was like a Soul Cycle employee before he <laughs> Of course, like where yes. else would yeah, he work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only other place he could work is like Lululemon. Yeah. Well, I I also want to say in April 2022 he also became the first male brand ambassador for Victoria's Secret Pink in their gender-free collection. <laughs> My God. Bro. What is it? Just like loose-fitting t-shirts? I don't like... Just oversized. <laughs> Ice is equal. I wouldn't describe him as someone who has no gender, um, who, uh, who does not identify... Anyway, whatever. Um, he is, uh, I think, Swedish slash Japanese um that's what i'll say i also find him extremely attractive and it is weird to me that he is one year older than me and um davy is or uh my tray is uh christian's age like that's weird to me and i didn't know that until i it's like if you two were dating well that that was you i've dated older honestly is this him (laughs) I've dated older. What? Can you read that quote? Wait, what is the quote? What is the quote? Wait, is his name Darren Barnett? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. He says, okay, just for the audience, I am reading from the Victoria's Secret Pink website, and okay. this is a quote from Darren Barnett. Whether I'm lounging around at home or going out with friends, you can always catch me wearing some type of sweat set. Everything in this gender-free collection is super comfortable, <laughs> but still fashionable and really versatile. Ow, my foot is cramping. Ow, 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 sorry. She got a calf cramp. Ow, ow, ow. She got a calf cramp. But it's not my calf, it's my foot. I'm making a joke. Um, Krishma, do you think that this this guy is, um, says something about the preferences in boys of California Indian Zoomers? (laughs) This is so fucking funny. Um... I uh, so I think it oh, this is hard. I think he's just objectively attractive. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. he reflects the preference of like everyone. <laughs> I I think he's one of those guys that's so on paper attractive that it makes me uncomfortable personally <laughs> and I actually don't like it at all. Like I actually kind of hate his look. Okay, um, okay, if you okay. must. But I I do think that like that's kind of just like a me thing. That's some issues, I guess, I must work through. But Gen Gen Zers should weigh in if they also don't like it. But I will say, though, like, there's been a whole thing on TikTok, especially, that's like, oh, is this character written by a woman? I don't know if you guys have seen these. No, I haven't. But um, those TikToks are kind of, they show men that have a very specific type of attractiveness that I think is totally opposing this guy, Darren Barnett, because okay. it'll name people like, um, like Andrew Garfield, okay. and I'm trying to think of other examples, like Dave Patel. I don't find Andrew Garfield to be sexy. I don't, I like, I prefer, 
I prefer Darren Barnett. <laughs> really? I think they're both not my type. I think I just got, like, annoyed after I watched Tick, Tick, Boom. It was, like, too much Andrew Garfield. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah. No, but I think, like, the written by a woman TikToks sure. are Gen Z types, where it's just, like, men that aren't hyper-masculine. Sure, and sure. are a little bit scruffy. I think Gen Zers love... They love a scrawny, malnourished man. <laughs> Timothy Sh- Chalamet. Yeah, Timothy Chalamet. Just, or Logan Lerman. All these we also like. We also like Logan Lerman. <laughs> I didn't know he was beloved. He is. He, I see Wait, what is like Twitter. the Gen Z connection to Logan Lerman? I feel like... Percy Jackson. Yeah, but like that movie came out when like I was in... Wait, Dude, actually, you're I don't so remember. insane. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Percy Jackson is totally in the like series of novels that Gen Zers. Yeah, but he's he's men, in the movie, which is which came out like okay, after okay, the okay. novel, okay, okay, so okay. it came out when we were older, which is even more case for us. <laughs> okay, okay, you're okay, like, okay, I, okay. You're sounding so like insane. <laughs> okay, so the first Percy touch. Jackson movie came out in 2010, so you were nine. Okay, but still, like, I like I still remember going to the theaters, and I still know many people that were like writing for Percy Jackson. You know who was in the Percy Jackson movie is um the girl. What's her name with the ice blue eyes, husky eyes? Oh, that girl. <laughs> oh, yes. Alex Daddario. Yeah. Dude, I don't trust people with blue eyes. <laughs> I just can't trust. Okay, someone. you can see into <laughs> their soul. Okay, let's Jane. Let's jump right in. <laughs> yeah, jump sorry. right in. Sure. It's good. It's good. Okay. Okay. Devi is a 15-year-old first-generation Indian-American. What are you guys laughing about? Davey. It's pronounced Davey. Sorry. Clearly, I watched the show. Davey? Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. The previous year, her father died at a school concert, and then she became paralyzed for three months, forced to use a wheelchair. Now it's the first day of her sophomore year, and she wants to forge a new identity. She prays to get invited to a party with alcohol and drugs, to have less arm hair, and to get a boyfriend. She also enlists her best friends, robotics nerd Fabiola and drama geek Eleanor, to help with her plan, and assigns them assigns them each a guy to go after. The guy Davy goes after is clearly gay. gay. You said that with a homophobic twine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, I, I mean, I think this is like very much so, oh, I want a boyfriend and I want to be popular and also I have daddy issues because he died. Yeah, yeah. Like this is very much so the blueprint for teenage dramas, even <laughs> if you think of like One Tree Hill even, that's like no father wants. I don't remember anything about their parents in One Tree Hill, but yeah. But, like, the main character, I'm a big One Tree Hill fan. Yeah, yeah, I did, I did remember that about you. Unusual. (laughs) unusual That's because my sister is a huge One Tree Hill fan, and so we would, like, watch it together. My sister is That, um, One Tree Hill was the first school shooter episode of a TV show. Yeah, I know, I... (laughs) Okay, sorry. Okay, sorry, this is so fun. But I think, I think, so yeah, I think the plot is, like, very much so kind of, just typical teen drama stuff but i love that the guy that she initially goes after is gay (laughs) because i kind of feel like being into someone like a 
like a guy that's gay it's kind of a rite of passage even if you end up becoming like a lesbian yourself I feel like <laughs> most of the way the, like times you figure it out is just by being like wait why is everybody that I've liked gay you know so I think it really is just like I love that little detail it's so fun Jane's like I can't relate <laughs> I don't think I've ever dated a gay no guy. i'm not saying you have to date him i don't even think you need you to said be it was a rite of passage it's it's a rite of passage and just like thinking i don't know just being like i don't know maybe i mean i am gay <laughs> for context <laughs> did you did you know someone in high school that oh yeah actually i've asked you this jane did you Krishna? did you have anyone in high school any guys in high school that were like people sort of like understood that they were probably gay but they weren't out yet or like were you guys like already past the hill of like everyone who was gonna come out like no my high school was low-key very regressive in terms of sexuality um but like there no so nobody ever came out and nobody ever like assumed that people were gay unless they were very very stereotypically gay which there in my grade there wasn't there was this one guy who I was so sure that he was gay but then he ended up not being gay and it was kind of <laughs> sad because I thought we shared there there's a whole context okay okay, okay okay but I thought we shared a moment in us being like oh we're sure, gay. sure we're both queer yeah, yeah yeah it's not the case <laughs> unfortunately I, um my brother and I both went to catholic schools and we went to like I went to the all-girls school he went to like mm-hmm. the brother school counterpart and everybody's brothers no no no. um and he had two classmates that i found to be definitely gay and like they are like they are out now but like also very like hot to me and so like i had crushes on definitely one of them um that i like later saw who like gave me a college tour later on happened to be going to the one of the colleges that i applied to and then also another one that was like more of like a classic twink that like mm. i found very attractive when i was like 12 oh, um, yeah. non-threatening and both are gay but like i was like you know like crushing really hard on both of them at a time and my mom both my mom and my grandma wanted me to marry the older one who um ended up giving me a college tour later on <laughs> but that is not what happened so <laughs> so yeah the one that got away <laughs> it's funny you talk about the like typical dead parent thing because her dad dies like a year prior to the show starting i think Mm. i more so meant like only having one parent is kind of typical in a teen show like gilmore girls one tree hill again what other shows i'm sure um lots of the hillary duff ones yeah and like amanda Bynes, like also um and i think like Sometimes they don't know what to do to introduce drama when it's set in a suburb, and so they have one of the parents die. Mm. In this case, I think it is because Mindy Kaling's dad also died. Yeah, yeah, so true. (laughs) In this case, to be specific. Um, I do find her dad to be also pretty attractive. Oh my god, I literally wrote that in my notes. There's just, Debbie's parents are so hot. Yeah, they're both really hot. I... I watched him when he was in Heroes as Mohinder Suresh, and um, my brother used to make fun of me that, like, I liked him, and I was like, no, I don't think he's hot, and, like, now I'm grown up enough to be like, I think he's hot. so hot. So I'm attracted to both him and also Paxton, Um, and I I do think that 
they immediately like introduce I think they immediately are good at figuring out what kind of like teen she is and like what her status is in the school because like her friends are kind of weird and because she's like she just like is always talking she's just like always saying insane stuff and like that's clear from the start and will become very (laughs) important Mm -hmm. like in how people see her throughout the show um so I think I think I like I think it like does a good job of like telling you who she is immediately no yeah I think the opening scene is so good because it just does a, such a great job of showing her relationship to her, A, her culture, and just establishing who she is. Like, first, you know, she's praying to these gods, so we kind of get to see her at her most raw form. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because you're just like, it's you and me right now, nobody yeah, yeah. else in this room. Um so, but you e- immediately just, like, know her motivations, and she's just, like, a piece of shit teen that yeah, wants to yeah. be adored, which, like, we all did. But I think this is specifically great because it, like, it's, like, oh, yes, she's a normal teen, whatever. But it also, like, lays these building blocks to, like, her own internal conflict where, um, like... Her dad, like, as the series progresses, or even later in the episode, you can see is, like, was that her primary source of just love and affection, and all of a sudden that's just been gone from her life. So she's like, this is why I need a boyfriend, this is Mm. why I need to be popular, (laughs) because I need all this love that I just, like, don't have, and don't know how to give myself. So, yeah. I had a question. Um, My question was, do either of you have a relative or cousin that is a babe and is like the babe in your family like her cousin (laughs) no i think it's just me no i'm kidding (laughs) jane yeah i don't think so a lot of my cousins are orthodox jews and then (laughs) yeah they could be babes yeah Mm. orthodox jews can be babes too i guess i mean they they can but underneath the wigs um, I was, I, 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 wait, didn't Mindy Kaling's parents, her dad died not that long ago. Uh, yeah, not, not as a teen. Okay, okay. Like, as I, an just, adult. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. I, yeah, I don't think the show is supposed to be, like, self-reflective entirely. I think some of the stuff about her grieving her dad, like, she kind of put into the teen character instead. But yeah, not, it didn't happen as a teen, I don't think. Um, but what about your hot cousin, Issa? You have met the two cousins that I'm talking about, Jane, and- I have the, my two cousins that I'm closest to are both hotties. One of them is my age. One of them is one year younger than me. And they're like the two types of hotties, which is like hottie with small boobs and hottie with big boobs. <laughs> Do you think they'd be okay with you saying that? Yeah, because they say it to each other. Mm, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's good um, to be self-aware. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway. Um. I like. I also like. Uh, her cousin Kamala, she's very funny. Um, I don't cute. so gorgeous. I'm like, uh, I'm not that into the show. That's what I'm gonna say. Okay, I have I have more thoughts. First okay. of all, I feel like dating someone who is clearly gay is way worse <laughs> than dating no one. Uh, also, I'm annoyed by her friends. That was like the main thing about why I stopped watching it. Is the exact moment I stopped watching it was when Eleanor sang when she was like, "You need to stop being like." singing like singing everything she's like (laughs) i can't promise that or like something and i was like i'm out i will say 
I think, so on the, like, dating someone who's gay, I kind of, I, I'm not even, that's such an insane transition. I've never dated someone who, of the opposite sex, who is clearly gay. But, um, I thought when, like, Davy was telling Fabiola and Eleanor, like, who they needed to date, like, totally gets on this point that, like, dating people is kind of and like who you date is a currency like if your partner is conventionally attractive or you know your own personal merits in the public eye increase and if your partner is mysterious then all of a sudden like you're alluring and etc so I was just like thinking like if Davy was talking about the same exact concept but just, like, wearing kitten heels, walking up and down Park Avenue, <laughs> like, with a stupid Fendi baguette bag, every bag would be, like, oh, my God, she's so Samantha from Sex in the City. Mm. Like, this is such, like, a, like, thanks for this blunt take on modern romance. So I think it's, like, <laughs> I think it's honestly, like, it kind of nails it in the head about, like, because there's literally an episode of Sex in the City right. where Samantha, like hooks up with two gay men um <laughs> so like i that was like I, I yeah i kind of was obsessed with that scene um but i will say the writing like makes these moments so terrible because the writing is really cringy and like nobody speaks like this it's like they took a bunch of like cringy pinterest quotes that like your 45 year old wine aunt has on her <laughs> pinterest boards and they're like dialogue now yeah and it's weird because i think that like as an example jane like when they're hanging out as friends like the dialogue seems to be maybe for children but then like sometimes the jokes like actually make me laugh and like i actually think are very funny like um I really like when, um, so there's a flashback when Davy still can't walk and, like, one of the teachers is, like, explaining to the class, like, just because, like, she has a disability, like, doesn't mean you can't treat her like a human or something like that. And Davy's facial expression is just really good. So, like, there's just, like, some stuff that they're doing really well and, like, kind of feels like just pretty good comedy in general and then there's some stuff that feels like it's for children mm-hmm. and it oscillates rapidly back and forth between the two which i think is a little yeah. frustrating maybe it makes it very hard to watch sometimes but like i said i'm a mindy killing apologist <laughs> so um, um and fabiola and eleanor are extremely annoying <laughs> like so <laughs> unbelievably annoying but to that i'm saying like who cares about being likable? You know, like, if you're... I don't know, if somebody complains, oh, like, oh, I don't like the show because these sophomores in high school are annoying and cringy. Like, boy, do I have some news for you. All sophomores in high school are annoying and cringy. You know? Like, like I, I there's a lot of, like... She's spitting. Like, the, like... Like, at least they're hot enough to be in Hollywood, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I I think, I was gonna say, one objection I do have is that Fabiola is supposed to be, like, the nerd character, and she's, like, so so beautiful. It's, like, insane. She's, like, the the nerd awkward character, and I don't believe it. Like, very clearly Um, attractive. She just, like, looks like a model, yeah. I also don't like, okay, first of all, I'll say I agree that the, there's humor that I really like and humor that I don't, and it's not that I find them, like, 
it's not just that they're cringy it's that the jokes that they have do feel like less mature than the other jokes in the yeah, show yeah yeah but i will say i don't like that Fa- fabiola is introduced as the robotics girl and she's like i'll build you new legs because yeah 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 it just bothers me i actually am watching <laughs> i watched the first two episodes of the new pretty little liars tv show which <laughs> says a lot about me and one of the characters likes movies like that's her thing she likes movies and so whenever <laughs> she talks she inserts movie references right and right. she's like okay ladybird etc et <laughs> um and i just don't like that type of characterization <laughs> No, okay, yeah. okay, okay. It is very annoying. We should we should go to the yeah. next one and talk about the boys. Sorry. I'm I'm okay. getting I'm getting carried the, away. Yeah, okay. we're getting we're getting heated. Hunky Junior Paxton joins Davy's history class. Before she can talk to him, the history teacher pulls Davy and Nemesis Ben Gross aside and asks them to call off their rivalry. They've been competing to be the best students since they were young. Ben calls Davy and her friends UN, which she thought was a racist joke, but he corrects her and says it stands for unfuckable nerds. In therapy, Davy complains about people thinking she's ugly and fake being paralyzed. Her therapist gives her a grief journal. Meanwhile, Davy's beautiful older cousin Kamala, who Davy envies, learns she will get an arranged marriage sooner than expected. Um, I like the acting between Davy and Ben scenes actually made me want to die at points because <laughs> it's just like so, like such like like engineered um what's the word it's such like i don't it's know like fake banter or yeah fake, it's like fake, fake fighting, fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't really have i will say they don't really have much chemistry as enemies between them so every time they talk i'm just like this is what i like how i talk to my friends when i'm like joshing around you know just like shitting yeah. on them so like I could I can't really take them seriously, especially because Ben is a bit of a loser. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just like hard to see his words as like fighting words, you know. Are they supposed to end up together? This is just something that's there is. This is a yeah. So she issue. so like she it she like he and Paxton are sort of the two people that like she like are kind of love interest and like eventually Whoa. she kind of has to like choose between yeah yeah, yeah. and like and then it all goes to shit in it's sort of two. yeah it's sort of like i do think in like towards the end of the season maybe into season two they do a better job in like showing like why davy and ben would be like interested in each other yeah. because they like clearly are very similar to each other yeah and like can be could be like best friends like in a yeah. way but um but like in this episode it's like not really there i agree and like i don't know i i also just like I don't think he's funny, so, like, I think mm-hmm. that's part of it. Like, I think yeah. if we're gonna make someone who's, like, the loser that she, like, actually eventually falls for, like, they should be funny. <laughs> Did you... Um, <laughs> I read the Wikipedia, and apparently people think he's anti-Semitic. Because... <laughs> because of his depiction of, like... Yeah. I mean, like, people will think anything's anti-Semitic. I think you should but... weigh in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I have the expertise. I feel like, uh, I do... <laughs> It would take a lot for me to think something's anti-Semitic. Um, <laughs> you could even maybe say I'm anti-Semitic. Uh, so, yeah, I wasn't. I certainly was not offended by him in this first episode whatsoever. Um, I heard that okay. he he has a girlfriend just to have a girlfriend. Her name's like Shira or something. Yeah. Are they saying that just because he's like competitive in school? They, I yeah. feel like they might be saying that because he just seems kind of lame, and it's like. 
they like don't want to be like yeah. i thought he likes his girlfriend for the money or something there's like a money aspect no his girlfriend likes him for, for his, his money, money. Yeah, he's oh, very rich. okay okay yeah. we've all been there <laughs> i want to also posit something else okay i feel like mindy kaling might feel like she has some like claim to the jewish male jewish. oh my yeah. god don't even oh my god <laughs> She Do you disagree? Is so obsessed with putting her like main <laughs> characters with like Jewish men, and I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? I think like, she might be into Jewish men, like which is fine, but like it doesn't have it's to just, be like, this so way obvious. in every yeah, show, yeah, yeah, yeah. like in every and if they're not Jewish, they're like curly haired, dark. <laughs> brown haired like pale Jew- white Jewish men Jewish. so it's like girl like <laughs> it's so like it doesn't have to be this way I really like the line in the Mindy project which felt very self aware where she's like she's reflecting on all the men she dated and she's like every shade of white <laughs> yeah, no yeah, which yeah. is like I know so many people like that but why does it have to be that in I know it isn't it's embarrassing because it's so public <laughs> I know that's so true it is an interesting thing of like you could maybe like she's self-reflecting on it but like maybe she should expand moving <laughs> yeah. forward yeah being um, self-aware only counts for so much I was gonna ask if you had any um, people you saw as people who were your rivals in high school like for any for any reason not just like academic like you felt competitive with them not at all like literally i kind of i mean i disliked a lot of people but like (laughs) i don't think i saw anybody as my rival you didn't have any frenemies karishma oh no i was a very fake person in high school so i (laughs) i there were a lot of people that i'd be nice to even though i didn't like them but there was this one girl who I who I really really hated and like we like I don't know she was actually the worst but she was like she genuinely had like bad morals like it wasn't okay. even just like oh she was a bitch like I she hated this girl she's slurs. genuinely a bad person like, she, she was, was a murderer like, slurs. and then I like called oh, her no. out on it and she started like crying and I was like okay like, mm. what do I That's do? That's what you should do, yeah. Okay. If, I mean, if you already say slurs and then someone calls you out on it, there's nothing you can really do. Just like, Yeah, she just started tears. crying and she, like, she was, like, crying to my friends. It was like, Kershma didn't have to be that mean because I, like, had left at this point because I was like, I'm done arguing. And then my friends are like, dude, I don't know what to say. I'm not trying Jane, to for you. Jane, I know you were a fellow nerd like me. Did you have any academic rivals that you Oh, yeah, that was the other thing. I was stupid, so <sighs> I didn't. At first, I no. want to comment just on Karishma's story because I had something similar happen where <laughs> this, the only time I really felt like I was bullied and it, and it wasn't bad and very lucky was in Hebrew school. This is why I'm oh, anti-Semitic. No. Um, oh, Lee Wolfson would, yeah, she fully, yeah. Like, we're dropping names. She fully name. tripped me. Like, I've never been tripped in my life. Um, no. But once the teacher, like, just had her sit next to me, not, not for any reason. She was just like, can you sit here? And she started crying because she didn't want to sit next to me. So I think that some bullies are kind of, whoa, like, scared of the people they, like, she was dealing with stuff is what I'm trying to say. Or they want to be, they want to bully, but, like, only from afar, kind of, yeah. when they can, like, run back to their friends. Yeah. You should have been like, what, bitch? Like, why are you crying? <laughs> I was, like, 10, and I was just, like, so, okay. I was so what, uncomfortable. <laughs> In, like, a high-pitched voice. Um, but as for, I, I didn't have any, like, official nemeses. But the girl who beat me for valedictorian, I was valid. I was like going to be valedictorian until like the last minute, and she swooped in. 
Um, I guess she would be my nemesis. Okay. I I wish her well. I feel like I yeah I feel like she's not in a as good a place anyway. I, I no, would, she's doing better than me in life. No, you're on this podcast. <laughs> So true. She's not really. Can I just clarify? I don't. I don't actually know what she's doing. What I mean is, she took like a more, like academically impressive to people route. Yeah, but she's probably unhappy. But people that are academically impressive always like suck ass. Yeah, I'm sure she does. I'm sure she she sucks every ass there is. But oh, um, I had a as the horse girl on the podcast. I had a equestrian rival who was a boy. (gasps) That's Um, hot though. It was more like he was like a little he was like a little younger than me, so it was more like ew, like this person's gross. Um, <laughs> but I do have a fun video where I like won won something at a competition, and the winner is announced, and he's in the corner of the video when my dad was filming, and he's like fuck, and he takes his horseback riding helmet and throws it at the ground. It's really cute. That's so. I funny. like rewatched it after because it was fun. He he was like a little younger than me also. So that probably just means he was like better actually cuz he was like doing what I did at a younger age. Um but he he was very angry with me. But not academic. I feel like I feel like I was too people I I didn't go to any schools where people like talked openly about being competitive about grades and stuff cuz like that was like you you care too much. Um, oh, that's the worst. Yeah, it's so hard. You 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 have to care enough to do well, but you can't no one can see you care. Yeah, you have to be like one of those people that's like, guys, I didn't even study for the test. Right, I and hate then you that. just like got an A. Shit. Yeah, yeah. I hate, I hate the like pretending. Yeah. I would rather you just like be fighting with me. I think that's more fun. Yeah. Should we move on? Davy dreams about her father telling her to stand up for herself, like tennis player John McEnroe. The next day at school, Davy dresses super hot, but ends up falling in her heels. After getting into a fight with Ben, the principal assigns them some chores. While completing her punishment, Davy walks in on Eleanor kissing her boyfriend. Eleanor had been keeping him a secret because she didn't want Davy to be upset. At home, Davy throws her textbook out the window and runs r- runs to her therapist's office. She says she wants a boyfriend, no matter who he is. The par- therapist says that that won't make her happy and that she should have an attainable <laughs> goal. Davy agrees and then asks Paxton if she will if he will have sex with her. <laughs> He says, yes. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to getting laid. <laughs> um, no, I thought this like last third of the episode was probably the best part of the episode. We get to see like all elements of the show kind of come together. You see like her intense motivation for... Um, or intense desire for a boyfriend and also her grieving of her dad and her like broken relationship with everybody in her life just like really bubble up to the surface and I, I don't know I think I just couldn't help but watch this scene and feel sorry for her because you know the narrator points out like oh she's insane and I'm just kind of like Oh, so what though? Like your her dad literally just died a year ago when you're 16, 15. What else are you going to do, you know, other than be a psychotic bitch that can't control her emotions, <laughs> especially because the person that died, like the parent that died was 
the more emotional parent, the parent that could emotionally parent Davy while her mom is completely avoidant with all of her emotions other than anger, really. So, I don't know. I just, like, I couldn't help but watch this, like, third of the episode and just, like, really feel for her. And especially because she does, like, the classic avoidant teen thing of blaming (laughs) what really is going on on just, like, hyper-niche and specific issues. Like, she's like, oh, I'm mad because Eleanor didn't tell me about her boyfriend. Like, that's why I'm mad. Or I'm mad because I don't have a boyfriend. It's like, no, you're mad because you lost all this love and your life and you don't know what to do with yourself because, like... As the show kind of hints, I think she was the closest to her dad in her life, even including her friends. Um, So I think she just feels so lost, and I just, like, can't help but feel bad for her. Yeah, and I feel like the... I think, like, what's missing also in this episode that gets revealed later on is just, like, she and her mom have, like, a tough relationship, and Mm -hmm. so she sort of feels like her like main cheerleader in her life is not there and like that's something that is a real struggle because it's like also she and her mom like they just have each other left like her mom is also obviously extremely sad so like yeah like that's like very painful too and like you can kind of see in this part of the episode that like it's gonna like the show will like sometimes like touch on just her like really struggling um and not just like bopping around doing teen stuff so like I think this is sort of the part that previews that. And then it it ends with her being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go, like, have sex with Paxton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is, like, so good, though. Uh, which I think is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's also good because, like, I don't know. I feel like it's such, like, a... It shows such, like, a teenage understanding of, like, problems. <laughs> like, I just need to, like, fix external things and then I'll, I'll be okay but I feel like that mindset also does transfer to adulthood. Like, so many times when people are, like, grieving or go through anything in their life, they're like, you know what, I'm going to go on a date right now. Like, mm. word, is that really the solution you've come to? Even though she has, like, this therapist advice. Also, shout out to Nisi Nash. I yeah, yeah. love Nisi Nash so much. Um but yeah, I also think, like, sometimes your therapist will, like, give you, at least for me, like, my therapist will give me suggestions sometimes. I'm like, Dana, I love you, but that was insane. I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> and, like, I think this Dana. grief journal is, like, totally that kind of conflict where it's, like, you can totally get along with your therapist, but then every once in a while they'll be like, oh, you should try meditating. And it's like, dude, I don't even want to get out of bed. I can't even do that right now. Like, what? So I think, yeah, I think that was also, like, a good kind of depiction of therapy. Like, I feel like a lot of shows depict therapy in a really unrealistic and borderline, like, unhealthy HIPAA violation way. I think this show does a better job of depicting therapy i think it also does it does a good job of um showing her like just like not listening to her therapist which which i think is good everybody does at one point yeah yeah she does that like throughout the show she just like blatantly does not do the things she's supposed to do which like lord knows i'm familiar with the concept (laughs) um 
But, I mean, I think one thing that was weird was that, like, her therapist was getting ready for a date in her own <laughs> office. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, what the f- Like, go home. Yeah, like, she's wearing, like, a dress home. to, like, wear to the club. I know. Maybe I was she, also, like, yeah. Maybe she has, like, late hours. You know what I mean? Like, she has, like, yeah, a 6 p.m. appointment. And she's like, yeah, gotta hit it. Okay. 6 p.m. I agree that I like this part better because it felt like, it felt like she kind of dropped the fact that her dad died. And I did think it was, like, a funny reveal. But then, there, she, like, we didn't know that she was, how she felt about it. Like, yeah. she was just like, my dad died. And, like, now it's like, oh, this is really affecting you. You're just kind of, like, processing it in a different way. And your family isn't, your family, like, maybe doesn't talk about it in a way that's helpful to you. So I, I appreciated that. Um, I like all the John McEnroe stuff because I'm a tennis teen. And I thought oh. that was funny. And, yeah, I mean, it was fine. I had a question on the subject of tennis. Um, what sport do you associate with your dad, if any? Oh my god! Chess. Fucking... <laughs> Chess. Chess. Is that a is that a viable answer? Because it's like the only thing. Does he like to watch any sports, Dan? No. Okay. I don't know. For my dad, it's either cricket or basketball. Because cricket. my dad. My, oh my god! Don't even get me started. During. <laughs> Like, during the summer, in, like, when I was in middle school and high school, I'd be up super late, and, like, cricket matches would obviously be on at, like, 3 a.m. because they're just not, it's, cricket is not, like, yeah, a U.S. Not thing. In the US, yeah. So my dad would be like, yo, if you're gonna be up anyways, can you actually record the match for me? <laughs> I was like, dude, what? I know, dad, dads love to just, like, like he be would up simultaneously... late and, like, sleep in front of the TV. <laughs> 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 he would simultaneously yell at me for staying up late, but then right after be like, "Can you record the match for me?" I'd be like, "Dude, fuck you!" It's so nice. Um, my dad used to fall asleep in front of the TV watching golf, and <laughs> he would, and sometimes it would be like he'd be awake for like five minutes and mm. then like fall asleep in the chair. And I'm like, "Why do you even do that? Like, why don't you?" Just-? We would be like, "Okay, go to bed. Like, go upstairs and go to bed." And he'd be like, "No, no, no, no. Like, I'm watching." Yeah. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. No, you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, but I recently found out, like, last year, my brother was like, hey, dad, like, how come you, like, always fell asleep in front of the TV? Like, what was that about? Did you just like the couch? And he was like, well, I was kind of sleep deprived because <laughs> I read in a magazine that successful CEOs sleep six hours a night. So I was trying to make myself stay up late. And I was like, what? That's so funny. <laughs> That's so psycho. He read like basically the equivalent of like an Elite Daily article and was like, I'm going to do this. And like, that's why he was like falling asleep in the chair. For the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so now he's retired. So he doesn't do that. Okay. I have another question for Krishma. Okay. Um, do you remember the first time you tried to wear heels for a while? Um, <laughs> I just mean like instead of just trying them on, you know. Instead of just trying them on, yeah, it was for. Does do wedges count? Sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. As long as you're like teetering. It was for my eighth grade graduation. Oh yeah. I wore a pair of wedges, and uh, they were nude wedges. Ooh. And I like wore a floral dress, and I did not fall once, <laughs> even though. It was, like, our ceremony was, like, on, like, uneven grass with, like, fucking, like, basically just, like, holes everywhere. We had a very run-down field in middle school. Um, But it was, like, not traumatic. 
Um, but yeah. she was wearing like she was wearing like stilettos, stilettos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in this. I was like, that's a bold choice. How about you, Jane? Maybe my bat mitzvah. I, I, I this is probably not a surprise, but I cannot wear heels. I don't like. like still, them. you feel uncomfy. Yeah, I mean, I don't really own. But you won't fall down. Yeah. No, I won't fall down, but like, I yeah, won't be able to like run them. away from predators. I don't know. Yeah. Or I, if I have to, I'll wear. I like heeled booties. I feel a little mm. more secure. That counts. Yeah. Heeled booties. What about you? It Lisa? sounds like you're just worried about your ankles. Um. <laughs> I love heels. I like heels. I think I think also um I tend to just like have better posture in them. Like it yeah, or it just like reminds I'm me to have aware. better posture. Yeah. So like I, I tend to like feel like I look better in them probably because of that. Mm-hmm. Um I think the first time I wore heels to like anything was a a grade nine and ten dance. <laughs> um and I slow danced to um Aerosmith. Oh. Um in heels. <laughs> Don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> is that wait? What song was it? Yeah, it was that. Oh, oh fuck my god! Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why? Now looking back, I'm like, why was that playing? Like we're all like millennials. I don't know. Whatever. Um, That's so funny. That was my question. <laughs> I also wanted to say that her therapist is like, a boyfriend won't make me make won't make you happier and won't change who you are. And I was like, I think a boyfriend did make me happier and also changed who I was in high school. Yeah, I I kind of, like, hate the narrative that's, like, super, like, girl boss, you don't need anybody in your life. Yeah. Which is, like, because, like, you don't need to, like, you you obviously, like, this bitch should not be dating. Like, Davy definitely should not be right. dating. Right, her second point is better, which is that, like, I don't think you would be a good girl yeah. right now. Yeah, it's like, you wouldn't be a good partner right now. And also, like... I don't know, like, I, I think, like, it's so toxic to just be, like, the total opposite, like, you only need yourself in this life, you come here alone, you're born alone and you die alone. I think it's so stupid, you're just gonna be a loser with no friends and nobody likes to <laughs> hang out that way, with that way, you know? So, like, I don't know, I, I don't like that thinking, because you can, like, heal while yeah, you're in yeah. a relationship with someone. Like, speaking of self-help, I did have a friend in high school, we're not very close anymore, but she used to, like, always be like, you know, I just read this book, and it was talking about how, like, you should, like, try to love yourself first before you, like, go into a relationship, and stuff like that, and I was like, I understand that, but also, like, I think you don't need to, like, read the book to, like, decide yeah. that. You can just, like, decide if you want to or don't want. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, a professional psychology opinion that that's, like, bad for you or anything. You can just, like, say, like, I don't really want to date someone right now, and that's fine. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, there, there's a lot of, like, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff in the show, too, that is um the therapist, like, saying something and then Davey misinterpreting it to, like, comedic effect and stuff like that. So, like... I, I suspect, like, that's why they leaned on that. Because she was like, okay, I won't get a boyfriend, but I'll just, like, have sex. um, To, like, yeah, for that to, like, make her feel better. What do we yeah. think about Paxson, want, like, being willing to have sex with this stranger? Like, okay, I feel like I, when I was in high school, I can't imagine this, like, scenario going down. I feel like, like anybody who is popular would just say no yeah it would be like what the hell yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, and then it would be she would become like a laughing stock or whatever um so i was like i i think it's kind of unrealistic but then i don't know i guess like 
Paxton is like I really dislike pa- Paxton as a character because <laughs> in both seasons he's like so underdeveloped and you don't know you don't anything know him. about yeah, yeah. him. So I can't even say like oh later in the season you understand why he says yes because you literally don't. Yeah, like yeah. you just don't. He just says yes. But also like I guess I could see the case where like because my friend frequently had like sneaky links in high school (laughs) where like she would like hook up with people and nobody in the school knew because they were just like so different or whatever she also did go to frank sinatra in new york city which was like an insane (gasps) school it's like an art school that's like rival to laguardia so also an insane person to like be (laughs) pulling from Love her, though. I, I do think, like, they could have made some changes to the scene to make it more believable. Like, first of all, she, like, asks him when he's, like, walking out with all of his swimming buddies, which I was yeah. like, that would be insane. Like, everyone would stop and, like, be like, what's she asking yeah. him for? And also, like, the way he says yes is not, like, a, okay, yeah, like, maybe you'll be my sneaky link and I'll kind of, like, take advantage of it. Like, him kind of, like, being a bad actor in that sense, which I think, like, I think, like, that would have made more sense to me if he was just, like, yeah, I'm fucking horny as shit. Like, whatever, I'll do it. Like, that. <laughs> but he's, like, yeah. kind of, like, nice, which, like, doesn't make sense. He's, like, yeah, yeah, I could do he's that for you. He's not even nice, though. He's <laughs> just, like, he just talks so monotone. He's just, he's just delivering the plot point, kind of. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was gonna ask um, if we, if we, if at the end of this episode, do we, like feel like we understand anything do we feel like we understand that like do we feel like they're gonna get together do we feel like from this episode that this is like they're setting Davy and Paxton up to be sort of like endgame like is that the impression you get from the first episode they do a bit of like the Jane the Virgin model I feel like where it's like there are two love interests one where it's like kind of unexpected Ben like because even like I even like Jane sensed it like within like even though she hasn't watched the rest of the show where it's like oh are they supposed to end up together yeah um but then they also do the thing where it's like how in Jane the Virgin Jane was like with Michael and has been into Michael and thought oh I'm gonna end up with him you know Davy has the same thing with Paxton she's had a crush mm-hmm. on Paxton forever and has always, like, you know, he's the only reason why her legs work. Um, so that was funny. <laughs> I think they do. Yeah, so it's it's kind of, I think that it's kind of send up an effective, like, will they, won't they with both. Okay. You know? Did you feel like, Jane, did you feel like you knew that by the end of the episode? No. Okay, here's what I thought. First of all, I actually didn't get that Ben was going to be a potential romantic interest mm-hmm. until we From were talking. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shoot. Because I really thought they were just enemies. And then for what I was thinking was like, it was going to be really obvious that she and Paxson would like be together. So clearly I'm wrong. Um, and I was also kind I mean, of concerned yeah. because Paxson, which you've talked about, like he doesn't seem to have any personality whatsoever. No, he doesn't. He's, He's so literally weird. just a hot Wajin. Like, that's like, his personality. Literally. Occasionally, they'll throw in, like, him, like, some cute story about his Japanese heritage. Yeah. Like, that's literally <laughs> so his stupid. character is hot Wajin. And, like, he has, like, a disabled sister. That's oh, yeah, that's his character. It. That's his character. It's so annoying. Okay, I think we can sum up. <laughs> I, I think we... <laughs> 
for it. I feel now like that it wasn't know. helpful because now I feel so hated passing. No, no, no. That's totally useful. I, I just like because I know what happens to both the guys. Like I, I like want to look back and be like, did I like know that at all? Um, okay, because because I agree with you, Jen. I don't think you pick up on like Ben being a love interest that much in this. Um, okay, uh, I think I just picked up on it because like I feel like when this came out at first there was a lot of enemies to lovers Mm. discourse (laughs) so that's probably why but i feel like i always like because every time there's someone that's like you're so similar with but is such an apparent enemy to i'm like they're trying to fuck like that's just where my mind (laughs) i know i wish like he was a little i mean i know this is he's supposed to not really be conventionally attractive but i wish i like liked ben more or maybe ben is honestly the like he looks like such a high schooler yeah they all like, look young that's something that i he's like fully except for Paxton. college though like the, oh yeah yeah <laughs> like my he like goes to usc and like my one of my family friends is like yeah i was in a class with him like a family friend who's notably like graduated now wait so he's not like working <laughs> no like, he's just like in college he's just like in he was like in a frat and everything <gasps> He filmed well, Never it. Have I Ever while being a full-time student at USC. Yeah. I don't know if I respect, like, him being an actor and being in a frat. No, it's kind of stupid. Yeah. Okay, we've <laughs> come to the end. We're each going to answer three questions. Kirshman, you can go first. Okay. Is this episode good or bad? I think this episode... Oh, this is hard. Do I have to choose definitively? No, you can, like, say... Oh, okay. You can, like, describe... I think... Like, when we were, when you go through the plot points of this, it's like, oh, this is a really good, like, idea, but it's execution <laughs> was... It's a good idea. Yeah. This ex- It's like, execution wasn't the best, you know, like I said, the writing was kind of cringy, the humor is kind of inconsistent, it doesn't really stick with the one style of humor. Um, I wish they leaned a lot more into just, like embracing like i i wouldn't say it's not even like subversive humor i guess just no like, no like the weirder ones just like weirder humor i guess i don't know how how to like describe it um just not the lines that are for like children yeah like i i think the moment that writers start thinking oh like what will teens like mm-hmm. is kind of weird it's it, like things just end up going awry there um but yeah, I think this episode is generally good. I think I think I like the conflict with her father and how we see how she grieves a lot. Oh my god. Um uh, <laughs> but yeah. It's time to be real. It's t- it is okay. time to be real. Okay. Um, I Jane, sh- what do you think? I think the show is good. I think it is a solid show for pilot. Did you think the episode was good? Yeah, yeah. I did. I did. Okay. I know I've complained a lot, but like that's just because like i don't think the show is bad it just doesn't work for me i think that this is a good pilot in that it like sets up everything Mm, and like sort of what you were saying krishma like if you lay out everything that happened on paper you're like check 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 like everything that the show needs to be successful is there but i don't think that like as just like a standalone tv episode it's very good and like Mm -hmm. part of it i think is like it's in this era of like everything like, a lot of shows came out during pandemic that are, like, 20 minutes, and you're just supposed to binge watch them. So, like, Emily in Paris is one, and this is one, and Dash and Lily was, like, a Christmas-themed show that was like that. And I don't like that. Like, I don't like when it when it feels like they don't care how long the episode is, and, like, that's why it feels weird to me. 
I almost wish like, yeah, I don't know. It it feels just like a arbitrary ending point. And then you're like, okay, I guess I'll watch the next one, which is exactly what happened to me. Like, they yeah. got me. But, like, it doesn't stand on its own, really, at all. Um, okay, but the next question is more separate, which is, did you like this episode when you're watching it? I think I liked it. I I think, despite its flaws, I I just, I love to see the hope in it. I, like I said, Mindy Kaling apologist publicly if you search Mindy Kaling on my Twitter, there will be tweets that show up. Sure. Um. So I like I <laughs> I I ignore my problems with the show kind of very easily, especially in this like first episode and first season. Even I just think it's it's relatable to like because the the teens aren't like you know like super hot or whatever. Yeah. And like and I they don't look like, young. Yeah. I think I also just kind of like feel for the characters a lot more than I do in other shows, but I think that says a lot more about me than it does the show itself. Um, but yeah. Jane? I liked it too. Um, I found myself laughing a fair amount. Okay. And it was pleasant. Um, that's that's it. it was do you remember? Do you remember ones that made you laugh? Like parts that made you laugh? Um, I liked when the history teacher was like, we're going to talk about some dark topics like racism and he looks at, or no, slavery and he looks at a black girl and the Mm -hmm. Holocaust and he looks at the Jewish guy. Like, that's the type of edgy humor that really works (laughs) for me. No, I totally agree. That was like one of my favorite moments. I know. I think, I think the teachers being cringe are are pretty funny. And I think like, there's, there's like a scene where he has on the board, like the F word fascism. Yes. Um, which I did like, and I, I, they, they sort of, they don't exactly make up for the bad jokes, but I do think like, I mean, okay, I, I like, I like this show. I don't love this episode. I think that like, this show is a good thing to like have on and just sort of like absorb. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I don't think this episode like stands on its own very, that well. I agree. So like, it was kind of weird actually, because I do like the show a lot. And then like looking back and watching this episode, I was like, damn, like, I don't really know if I like this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I kept watching and like, I like, it was enough for me to like keep going and like end up really liking the show. Um, I will say, I feel like most TV pilots are kind of like that though. They're because like most, most TV shows don't really find their footing in terms of like, Oh, what kind of like comedy are we and all that? Until yeah. Like I feel like a lot of comedy ones. They're like, we'll figure it out later. Yeah. Then, so like, yeah, I'm not going to say like, it's a never have I ever problem specific. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know? No, no, no. Yeah. I, I think like I weird. I mean, I'm always like complaining when TV shows are too long, but I, I do think like maybe I'd like it more if it like, didn't feel like it was just waiting for me to binge the rest of the season, mm-hmm. like after 20 minutes. Um, okay, the third question is, what type of teen is this show for? I, okay, I think this show, weirdly, the first thing I thought of is, like, this show is not for teens. Like, when I, when mm. I watch this, I feel like Davy is a type of character where I can feel sympathetic for her only when I'm, after out of high school or like only when i'm older but like if i were to see some 16 year old doing this i'd be like no she's insane like what the hell Mm. get help (laughs) like in a bad way but now i'm like oh she's insane she needs to get help in a loving way you know that's so So interesting yeah that's kind of what i feel but i think if it is for any teen it's for those teens that are like have like these really hyper specific niches you know like (laughs) 
teens that are like kind of like Fabiola and Eleanor where they're like so so like far removed from like the cult- normal cultural zeitgeist of like high school <laughs> um just because like a like that's who the main characters in this show are and also because like I feel like to really appreciate this show you do have to have like a degree of like self-awareness of your own emotions and I feel like that doesn't like come if you're like super popular and hot you know that self-reflection usually comes later if you're popular and hot you know (laughs) Jane I think this is the show is for teens who are overwhelmed by euphoria basically I think (laughs) this is for kind of less it's not mature is not the right word but like less edgy teens um yeah mm-hmm. it's sort of interesting that you think that you say Krishma that like you wouldn't find it funny as a teen because like the joke of like laughing at someone that is like kind of insane like you only kind of like get to laugh at that later on when you're older and kind of know better and it's yeah. like well if that's true then they missed the mark because they were trying to like do kind of like stupid cringe jokes to attract a younger audience mm. and then more mature jokes for the older audience but all they did is just kind of annoy us with like the cringe jokes um so like maybe you're right and like this isn't for teens i was gonna say like it's for teens that like to talk about like therapy and mental illness yeah because it is like a lot of the show is like the therapist and like working through that stuff and like why she's acting crazy and i i do think if you like had just like no exposure to therapy at all you might watch this show and be like god there's like once again like part of the plot line is like her talking to her therapist like you would be like annoyed (laughs) if you're like not with it um and i don't like know if that's like a good thing actually i it's very like self-aware in that sense i guess yeah and maybe it's like yeah maybe it's for grown-ups which sucks i think another like case as to why i think this show is like works best for an adult audience is that like half of what makes me love Davy is being like she has so much teenage angst and teenage angst is only funny when you're not a teenager right because it feels so real when you are a teenager and like to see that be presented in a comedic way I'd be like yo fuck you you know that's why when I was a teenager I was much more attracted to shows like skins you know Mm. which like treated those things like with no comedic effect you know or euphoria or yeah or <laughs> well that came out after i'm I just kidding i'm just kidding so. actually okay. i think that came out my senior year of high it's interesting that you like okay you like skins you like I this show skins. and you also like one tree hill which i think is like i think one tree hill is very like millennial i like one tree hill in... but, yeah it's very unique for it, you to like i like one <laughs> it's just because of my sister she was like she I like One Tree Hill in a very different way than I liked Skins. Okay. Like, you know? But, okay, we're going to... The next section of the show, now that we (laughs) have decided if we like the episode, is that Jane is going to give you a quiz and see if your answers to this quiz indicate something about you. Jane, do you want to read what the quiz is? All right. Here's the quiz. It's called, Hey Cuspers, it's time to figure out your generation once and for all. (laughs) Is this a BuzzFeed quiz? Yeah. Of course it is. Oh, wait. Yeah. All right, here we go. Are you ready, Krishma? I'm ready. When you hear the name JoJo, who do you think of? Now, I'm. there are options, but I'm going to let you give an answer first. Okay. I see you are. Okay, perfect. <laughs> We're going to knock. Okay. 
Do you remember writing on VHS tapes with Sharpies? No. What? I was born in 2001, bro. I also No, no, no. I was going to say, I didn't write on my VHS. <laughs> you have to put the label on if you record Music Man. What do you think uh... of when you hear the words TikTok? Well, I honest okay, I did start thinking of Kesha, but I also do think of the app. Uh, We're gonna go with so. the Kesha song. Yeah, you're aware of the Kesha song. I feel like some people legitimately don't know it. Did you ever rank your top eight on MySpace? No. When you think of Ice Cube's acting, which movie comes to mind? I'll give you options. Um, yeah. Friday <laughs> or Are We There Yet? I haven't watched either. <laughs> do you know either one of them? No. <laughs> I think I have to choose an answer. Yeah, choose. I probably are we there? Yeah, choose are yeah. we there? Because it's more familiar. Did you grow up watching Hannah Montana or The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody? This is a yes or no question. What? Oh, okay. I was like oh. both. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I loved Hannah Montana so much when I was younger that my and I like wanted to be here. And mm. my sister and her friend nicknamed me Nebraska Alaska. <laughs> okay which Wait. jeans do you prefer that's too stinky. loose or skinny um loose was your first cell phone a flip phone or flare. um did i ever have a flip phone sure. yes you did okay yeah when you hear the oh. word millie what do you think of millie bobby brown or a millie by Lil wayne I started thinking of my friend's cat, whose name is Millie. Um, yeah, that's uh, definitely that. a Millie, the song. All right. Did you memorize your friend's phone number so you could do a three-way call on your landline? Not a three-way call, no. Okay. So, no. no. When you hear the but name Harry, who, who comes to mind? Styles. <laughs> I was such a directioner. Kershaw got, got mad at me because I said we should play Harry Styles at an event once. Okay, not because it was stupid at the event. <laughs> like, it was not fitting the tone. But I was such okay. a huge directioner. Like, it's... I'm sorry. I can't even get into how intense of a fan I was. I didn't know that. Okay, okay. Did you grow up watching MTV shows like Next Date My Mom and Room Raiders? Yes. What? How? Okay. And finally, which hair parting do you prefer? Middle parts or side parts? <laughs> I'm side parting right now, but I do like the middle part usually. Okay, you are Gen Z. I'm going to describe... Yeah, that's you. crazy, really. I'm going to describe you. You care deeply about the environment. You view society what? through a morally conscious lens, yeah, and you so hope you, to leave you, this you world a better place than you found it. You might spend a bit too much time on your phone, but you also know how to harness the power of technology for good. Okay, this was... That's Wait, the I feel like depiction I've heard. I feel of like that description is also true, or like what Gen Xers or Boomers would say about millennials. Like, yeah, I do no, think- <laughs> I don't think so. I think Gen, Gen Xers, <laughs> and I'm not saying I don't think millennials are like that, but I think the way that Boomers and Gen Xers like to perceive millennials are like is just like really lazy people <laughs> that don't care about anything. I also feel like you- this description of Zoomers is a very specific. Like it's very white, biased. rich online zoomer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like working for BuzzFeed. It's such a gross. <laughs> I like actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, Krishna, what are you watching these days? That's not this show. <laughs> that's not. I honestly, when I watched this episode, I was like, I think I need to start rewatching this again. Yeah, yeah. But um, I've recently been rewatching Gilmore Girls. <gasps> I watched The Bear. 
recently as well. The Bear is a really good show. Um, yeah. And then I also watched this show, rewatch with my sister called Made in Heaven. Hmm. It's it's like an Indian show. Um do I should I give a synopsis? Yeah, see what okay. it's about. Um it's so it's about the these two wedding planners in India um that are they have their own storylines but also every episode they it centers around a different wedding that they plan oh. and it kind of focuses on how like people are always like India's changing like cultures are changing but then in every wedding you get to kind of see how there are like waves or like conservative and traditional ideologies like totally um weaved into every wedding yeah. and it's really interesting um that sounds cute yeah it's really good i really like it one of the actors is so hot but he's <laughs> such a shithead in the show jane <laughs> okay three things to report on i finished yellow jackets and my take is good. that it's really fun but actually kind of bad and no one's talking about that it's <laughs> oh, like interesting. kind of trashy and I don't like that the adult actors are getting more praise than the young actors. I feel like I the, agree. The young actors do an incredible job. Um, I think just across the board, I think the acting is really, really strong. Um, and My I think that show is that I'm less interested in the adults. Yes, that's I how we like, are. Don't care. Yeah, yeah um, but I do. I do think it's fun to watch, and I really liked watching it. Um, I watched Nope. The oh. Jordan oh. and I, I was very lukewarm about it. <gasps> I actually heard similar. It was fine. I I had some people in my timeline saying it was really good and then silence after that. So like I wonder if like the really early people like were like just so excited to be the first ones to see it mm-hmm. that they were like, Yeah, it's good. My And then friend. as more people saw it, they were like, eh. My friend was saying that like for her the reason why she or the reason why they didn't think it was that good was because like they Jordan Peele has set such a high standard for themselves for himself that like it's just like impossible yeah, 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 for him hard. to surpass like get out. Yeah. We also Jane and I watched um us together and we were oh, really yeah. confused by it. Do you remember Jane? We like yes. went to the bar and all of us were like, what was this movie about? But I <laughs> but I think that's like fun and like yes. good that that mm. happened. Yeah. I mostly so not thought, like that. No, first of all, I don't care about aliens, so like that's my problem. Okay, okay. But also it just wasn't like that exciting or scary. Um but people mm. like were taking pictures of the title see see uh, Oh, cuz they were excited. Screen, which is stupid. Like put your yeah, fucking phone away. And then finally, I watched the first two episodes of Pretty Little Liars, Original Sin, and <laughs> I cannot watch the show. I cannot watch Pretty Little Liars. There's something wrong with my brain. I simply cannot watch it. Not even the it. original one? No, original I can't watch sucks. it. Even I didn't like it. I think it. it's very it's funny. I just like that girl who plays Arya. I hated her character. <laughs> she sucks. Oh, no, no, no. I don't like her character. I just like oh. the actress. I think she's extremely beautiful. Oh, okay. Um, okay, and Shay Mitchell, who's half Filipino. Okay, um, <laughs> have to say that. Representation matters. <laughs> Um, I watched the movie Men. It's an A24 movie by Alex Garland who made Annihilation. Um, it's like a scary movie about this woman that goes to her her husband dies and she goes to like this house to like write and stuff like that and then like creepy things started happening. It's got some cool like creepy leaf and like tree and like apple imagery, but but then like the story doesn't make sense and so like my brother was like, this was a good movie. There were good visuals. I just wish they were in a better movie. And I agree with that. Um, it's also, like, too obviously about, like, 
sexism and like just how men are shitty that it just like became annoying <laughs> so i was like just just make me scared like i don't care i don't care about the message anymore um but yeah but i don't know we're kind of it was fine to put on on like a weeknight when we like didn't really know what we wanted to do um and it's it's also like so hard to choose a movie sometimes when i'm bored that i just like if there's something that like is there and i'm like yeah i could do it i just like go ahead and play it because i'm like if I wait too long, I'll just, like, decide I don't want to watch any of these. And that's what I'm, like, afraid of. I don't know if that's... <laughs> <laughs> but, Krishna, thank you for uh, watching this show because I actually do really like it. And I am happy that I've watched all of it. Thank um, you for having me. I do also love this show. Honored that you invited me on the day <laughs> you were talking about Never Have I Ever as a Mindy Kaling apologist. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, um, so every other Wednesday at 8 or 7.20 p.m., my radio show, Rose Colored Glasses, is on. We talk about traditionally feminine media from books, TV shows to movies, all under a socialist lens. And, you know, Rose is because socialism. Um, we, you can tune in at 89.1 FM or you can tune in on wnyu.org and if you can't catch it live no worries you can just search up um wnyu on soundcloud and there oh. will be a playlist i didn't know that actually you yep. can like play it in your car yeah um jane do you want to mention oh wait sorry krishma where can people find you on social media <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can follow me everywhere at K Charizard. On Twitter, it's K Charizard underscore because some fucker took at K Charizard and hasn't been active since like 2009. So that's great. Let's let's harass him. Okay, Jane, do you want to. I tried reporting the count. Trust me. Jane, do you want to say what the upcoming movie is? Okay, it's Bend It Like Beckham. Which I said at the end of the last episode. Are we sure? No, we're never sure. We can't oh, be certain I love of anything. Bend it like Beckham. See, that is to me that's a millennial movie. Uh, but you watch it because of your sister, or no? Wait, I know so many people that have watched Bend It Like Didn't Beckham. Didn't it come out? It's okay, a classic for her. I think it's just a classic. Okay, sorry. I wasn't. I also was like not interested in soccer at all. So for me, it was like. I wasn't either. It's just like it was Kira Knightley's like breakout movie. First That's true. Of all. A lot of people, well, a lot of people I know watched Love Actually, and they were like, "Who's the really beautiful girl in yeah. Love Actually?" Dude, she's like sixteen in Love Actually. Yeah, it's kind of what? It's weird. Yeah. 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 Oh, you don't like that? Well, she's she's a bride. She's a child bride. I guess. She's a child like in bride. the movie, she's not sixteen, but she her as an actor was sixteen. That's yeah, crazy. yeah, but she 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 is cast as like I'm sure like the bride of like a twenty seven year old yeah um actor, uh, much like much like Davy. Bonafide pie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was under the bleachers. Our podcast about teen content. We would love if you hit that subscribe button, whatever way you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate and leave a review and please share us with a friend. And with a teen. You can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at at bleacherteam. Also, subscribe to our Patreon to kick us some support, especially if you can't get enough and want some added perks or want to choose another bad movie for us to watch at patreon.com slash underthebleacherspod. Okay, we will see you next time. Under Under the Bleachers! Bleachers!